Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snooze Fest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Sue is a certified pediatric sleep consultant and also a certified newborn care specialist. She founded Tender Care Newborn Services, which is based out of Orlando, Florida, and serves families both nationally and internationally through her virtual services. Sue's coaching helps teach little ones to sleep 8 to 12 hours a night and allows everyone in the household to get the rest they need. Sue began her journey working with children and families nearly 25 years ago as a nanny and educator. And in the last several years, Sue has found that her passion lies not only in working with babies and families, but in helping them to conquer sleep challenges. Sue sets families up for sleep success by providing parents with the tools they need to help their children learn to sleep reliably and peacefully. If you've missed Sue's first interview on the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast, Scroll back to episode 34, where Sue shares how she learned to step outside of her comfort zone. It was a good one. Sue, welcome back to the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. I'm so excited to be chatting with you again today. Thanks for having me. So I tried to record this topic solo, I think 50 times, and I botched it every single time. So instead of giving up, I invited you to have this conversation with me. For whatever reason, I think podcasting is so much easier when I have a guest. So thank you so much for being willing to tackle this topic with me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So the idea of discussing what it looks like to support families while on vacation came to mind because I just wrapped up a vacation a few weeks ago and I'm actually headed out of town again this coming weekend as my kids are on spring break and vacation is front of mind. Uh, I'm wondering when the last time was that you got away and did you go anywhere nice? I did. I Last October I went to Aruba. Perfect. I love that. We're actually going to Mexico. This is going to be my second trip to Mexico in like three weeks, which is a little bit absurd, but uh, it's just the way the cookie crumbled. Uh, Over the past few years, my philosophy on working while on vacation has evolved. I'm wondering if that's also the case for you. When you first started working virtually as a sleep consultant, did you have a harder time establishing boundaries while away? Um, absolutely. I've always worked when I went on vacation, my, especially if I was going to visit family, they would just be, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm working. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And my husband and I would take weekends or go places and I would, I would be texting clients if they needed me or scheduling a phone call or whatever it took. But I also, you know, I don't think I was as busy then as I tend to be now. So, and you're just starting off and you really don't, you know, you don't want to lose traction. Yeah. I think that, so like it's a double-edged sword, right? Because when you're first starting off in your business and you're having trouble setting those boundaries when you're away, like part of it is, okay, well, like this is just what it takes to start a new business. And this is, you know, just, this is like the pros and the cons all wrapped up into one, right? Because 
first of all, like how awesome is it that you can build a business while going on vacation, right? So like part of me thinks, what a bummer to like go on vacation and not be fully in the mindset of just like resting and recharging, but also how cool is it that you can go away and not have to just pause everything until you get back, right? So it's good and bad. Well, exactly. And you're not working around anyone else's schedule. You don't have to take vacation time. And so all of that for me was really exciting for a long time. But as things have evolved and, you know, you do this for so many years, you you do find where you just need, you need a vacation without work. Yeah. Can you think back to like an earlier vacation when you were more green in your business? Can you paint a little bit of a picture of what exactly that looked like day to day a little bit? And then maybe a more recent example when you handled going away differently? Yeah. When I used to take vacations earlier on, like I I think I mentioned, I basically, you know, I would try not to be on my phone too much. But I would catch myself just sending out a quick text if someone texted me. And if somebody wanted to talk to me, I would make sure I worked it around our schedule, um, you know, and sat back in the car if people were, you know, if we were doing other activities and it wasn't appropriate for me to be on the phone or at the beach on my phone. Um, And so there really wasn't any rhyme or reason. I would just kind of try to make it work around what we were doing. Yeah. And and now that you sort of are a little bit more established or a lot more established and you perhaps have a better mindset around it all, I think. Um, What does it look like now? Do you not take client? Do you not have clients while you're on vacation or do you just set different limits? What does it look like now for you? So the trip I took to Aruba was an absolute um, trip of not working. So it was a lot different. I had to really pre-plan everything. And um, at the time I was taking three week consults mostly. So I just made sure I didn't sign anyone new on that last week. And anyone that did sign on a couple of weeks prior, I let, I made sure that they were going to be okay with doing their week without me, no matter what it was not, there was no, you know, there was no option. I just said, my phone's going to be off. I am not answering. So if you're okay with it, and then we'll just pick up where we left off when we, when I get back. Everybody was fine with it. I don't yeah. think I lost any clients. Maybe one person said I'd rather wait to get back. And then what happened was the sleep got worse and she ended up taking me take, I ended up taking her on the week before I left and got her into a good place. And then I didn't hear from her for the second week while I was away. She was very good with my boundaries. Yeah. So um, I did, however, have like a, an email set up and ready to go for new increase with the date that I'd be back and a link to my calendar. Perfect. So a lot of pre-planning went into you being able to have a really, truly relaxing vacation. Yes. And it was so weird. It felt so weird to not be, you know, on the phone, nap times or bedtime. You know, I was able to just go with the flow and it was a busy vacation. I went with my sister-in-law and we just had a lot of activities and it just would have never worked. Yeah. Yeah. I think back to when I first started as a sleep consultant, the first vacation that I can think of when I really had a handful of clients was I started my business, I think in 
a it was the season was the winter and then it was that following summer that we went on a family beach vacation and i remember sort of like walking off the beach and heading up to the boardwalk to take phone calls just not not that the beach was so noisy but like to get away from my family a little bit because i didn't want my kids saying to me like <laughs> I need a snack or like I'm hot or whatever. Right. Like I wanted them to just like ask dad for that stuff while I was on my phone call. So I remember sort of constantly heading up to the boardwalk and taking my calls and I would let my family know, you know, like I gotta, I gotta leave for 15 minutes, a quick 15 minutes while I have this call, I'll be right back. And I remember, look, it was very new in my business and I was not at all, in a place mentally where I wanted to stop working. I was really energized by the growth of my business. And I had finally started to get some traction and I was busy and I was doing well and I was loving it. So it didn't feel like a ruined vacation. It just felt like a, a sacrifice that I was making for the greater good of everybody, you know, like it was helping my business, it was allowing my family to be able to afford the vacation, right? So like, it really, it was all good. It just looks very different than like, you know, my most recent couple of trips, I went to Israel um, a couple of months ago, and it was an eight day trip. And literally, I had not one client I, I, I stopped taking families for two weeks leading up to this trip, so that I could go to Israel client free for eight days. And when I tell you, like, I can't even describe how that felt to not have anybody texting me in a panic, not texting, you know, even even the good stuff and the stressful stuff, all of it, it was just gone for eight days. And it was the first time I'd ever done that in my business. And it was really, um, I don't know, I think it was sort of a big milestone for me to actually have the diligence to say to people, you know, somebody would get, hop onto my calendar, you know, it could have been 12 days before I went away. And they were like, I'm really ready to start. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, like I'm yeah. going to Israel in yeah. 14 days. I'm not taking on new families. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think I probably lost a few clients over it, but most people were willing to wait for me, which I thought was interesting. I had never pushed people off for that long before because it really was, you know, it was 14 days before I left and then the eight days while I was gone. So yeah. it, was a, it was a pretty long time to push people back. And several families were totally fine to wait until I got back, which was sort of shocking to me. That is fabulous because uh, you would think people usually call us when they're desperate. Yeah. But, you know, they, they know what they want. Yeah. And, and I even actually tried to, this is something is sort of getting off topic a little bit, but people ask me all the time if I refer out to other sleep consultants and in situations like these, I do, I, I try my hardest to refer out. Uh, I actually think I tried to send somebody to you while I was on my, on my Israel trip. <laughs> exactly. You never heard from them because whenever I try to refer out, uh, it never works out because people reach out to me because they want me because they've heard my name from their friends, right? So it's a personal recommendation. And yes. when I try to refer them out to other sleep consultants, I find that it's never usually something that they want. They're not, they're not looking for a referral. So 
they'll wait for me to get back. I did refer one or two people to you. The same thing has happened to me when it's a referral as well. Well, all of my friends used you, I'll wait or, you know, um, when you're going to be back, let's book a call for the, like the day that you're back. And, you know, so that is really nice. I think I might've referred one person out that was just like, they found me on Google. I don't remember now. Yeah. It was very, and I was more concerned about like what it was going to be like when I got back, would there be a lull? But I don't really remember it being a problem at all. Yeah, I feel the same way. Whenever I get a little anxious in my mind of like, am I not working to market my business? Am I not doing all the things that I do all the time? Like if I ever take a break from that, uh, is it really going to hurt me big time? And I think that like when you're first getting your business started, it is really important to stay on top of marketing and networking and making those connections. But you know, once you have a few years under your belt and you have, you know, dozens or even hundreds of families that you've supported, I think you get to a certain point where there are just like enough people that have worked with you that are constantly sharing your name with their friends. And that sort of helps keep it going, even when you're not out there pounding the virtual or real life pavement, right? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Plus, uh, having an assistant is helpful. (laughs) Do you have an assistant now? I do. I've had one for a while. Oh, Um, good for you. But, you know, early days I did not. And I was terrible at the social media piece. So um, she takes care of the social media, you know. Okay. And so at least we keep that going while I'm on vacation. And sometimes I'll send if it's an inquiry that, you know, I do still send some overnight referrals out. So if it's an inquiry for an overnight, I'll just send it to her and she'll take care of it for me. So it just takes some stuff off my plate. Yeah, I I think that that's great. Yeah, I I don't like doing the social media piece. I I know that's one of my areas of weakness. So it's just better to have someone else doing it. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't like to do social media either. And um, I actually don't have anybody doing it for me. So it just doesn't really get done. (laughs) And and that works for me anyway, to be honest. Yeah. What about staycations? Do you ever uh, take time for yourself, like just block off, whether it's a few days or a week where you just take a break from taking clients? Or do you let sort of the natural ebb and flow of business give that to you? Um, So I haven't really done a staycation. Like my husband and I will go away for a weekend right here in Florida to go to the beach or something. And I usually will work on something like that. But the one, one of the things that I am doing now is I take Sundays off from texting. I don't text on Sundays. Now I've kind of given in a couple times, but it's only when I, if I'm really slow that week and I, you know, I'll just say, well, I just happened to check my phone and I see you're struggling and I wanted to reach out, but I let people know. And I put in my contract that I don't answer texts on Sundays at all. So that's my staycation Sundays. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And, you know, I think everybody has different boundaries in their businesses and what that looks like for them. People ask me all the time, like, you know, are you up texting with your clients in the middle of the night? No, absolutely not. I put my phone on silent when I go to sleep and nobody's waking me up in the middle of the night. I think everybody who works in this field has their own boundaries and we're all to some degree working on refining those boundaries and maintaining those boundaries, right? It's a constant work in progress. Uh, But I love that you take off Sundays. Uh, For me, it's like Saturday nights is my boundary because 
I am typically just out to dinner with my husband and sometimes another couple. And I really will let clients know a lot of my families, they want to start on like a Friday so that they can have the weekend to get working before the nanny takes over on Monday or the baby goes back to daycare or the two-year-old goes back to preschool, whatever it is. And I'm willing to start on a Friday, but I also... I'm not willing to text through dinner on Saturday night. So I'll let parents know, like, I'm happy to start with you on a Friday. If you're okay with me going radio silent between seven and 10 at night on Saturday. Right. And I recognize that that is not ideal for everybody. So then I'll encourage them. No problem. Let's start on Sunday. And then you'll have, you know, six consecutive days of me giving you a really high level of support at bedtime, because I do recognize that, Bedtime is a really important time to be providing your clients with support, but I leave it up to them. If they want to start on a weekend, Saturday nights, it's just, you know, two or three hours, but I'm not sitting on my phone uh, texting clients while I'm at dinner with, you know, my husband or another couple. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, And most, I've never had a client say, I won't work with you because you take Sundays off. And it's the same thing. They may not want to start on the weekend if I'm not there for naps on Sundays. So we might start on a Thursday and then they just get through the day Friday. And by Sunday, they know what to do. You know what I mean? I'll tell them Saturday night, you know, you, I encourage them like, this is what you've learned. This is what you're going to do. You're going to be fine. And they always are. And I think it's actually really good for them because then they kind of learn on their own what, what I've taught them and they don't have to, they can be more self-sufficient because when you're done, you want them to be able to follow through and not be always asking you what to do. I totally agree with that. And I think it's a really, uh, you know, I'm thinking about my Saturday night rule and I'm thinking about your Sunday rule. I know that I didn't have that Saturday night policy in place from the beginning, right? Like I remember when I first started my business, being on dates with my husband on a Saturday night and responding to text messages, right? Like these boundaries were not built overnight, exactly. right? Th- this took time for me and I'm sure it took time for you to get to a place in our businesses where we felt comfortable setting these boundaries with our clients and and really maintaining them. This is this is not something that happens right away. For people who are just listening that are like, you know, just getting into this, just starting, it's really hard to set these boundaries when you're new. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I didn't start the Sunday boundary until probably in the last six months to a year. Yeah. Or that I would probably be, you know, sure. I'd be at church and maybe I'd get up to go to the restroom, notice a text and answer it in the bathroom, you know, and now I don't, I just shut my phone off and it's just like, just so relaxing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But it takes work. It takes work to get there. I'm sure there's so many people listening to this thinking like, I could never do that. And it's like, well, you could maybe not, maybe not this month, but yeah, maybe down the road. I just think there comes a time, you know, where you just need to do that for your own emotional well-being, not for your relationship or your husband and all of that. But, you know, I mean, my husband doesn't want me to have my phone attached to my hand seven days a week. He feels second fiddle, you know? So Sundays, it's it's not needed and it works for us. But like I said, I'm not perfect. And I do take, you know, if I, if I need to, I'll take a discovery call on a Sunday. If I schedule it at the right time, that's hard to turn away on a Sunday because it's a new, a new business coming in, you know, but 
that also depends how busy I am. If I'm super busy, I'll just send them a link to my calendar and let them sign up during the week. But if things are slow and I really want that, make sure that I get traction Sunday afternoon, I will take a call, but I'm, I'm definitely not helping people with naps all day long. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. When, when you own your own business, I think taking a break from clients, it's hard because like no money is coming in, right? Unless you have passive income streams, which we could talk about another day. Um, assuming most, if not all of your income is coming from supporting families, how do you handle the breaks from a mindset perspective? Are you actually able to enjoy the time off? Or do you get that anxious feeling like you got to get back to work as soon as your tiniest of breaks is over? So Aruba last October was my first real vacation. So what were, what ended up happening there is I could totally relax because somehow it just became so busy for several weeks before that I actually was able to put money aside to make sure I made my budget for everything for that week and several weeks after in case it was slow. So I was just, you know, gliding and You were along. coasting. Yep. It was wonderful. I don't think that I would always be able to do that, but you never know, you know, like I am hoping to go visit family this spring and it's probably going to be part-time work while I'm there, you know, because it's just different right now. And, and I'm not ready to just take a full on vacation again, but I do plan on doing it different. I'm not going to be constantly answering texts. I, I just have to try to figure out in my mind how I'm going to do it so that I can feel like I'm relaxing too. Yeah. Yeah. For me, my mindset has definitely shifted over the years. You know, as I'm getting ready to go away, we're recording this. It's a Friday. I'm going away on Monday. I actually am only supporting, I think, like four families right now. And uh, two of them are like on the tail end and two of them are more new. Um, you know, I would have, I think, a year or two ago been so much more anxious about all of it. Like, why don't I have more clients or should I be, you know, I, I just would have been like so much more worried about it on all ends. And now I'm just like, so excited to go away. My clients know that I'm going, I, their expectations are managed. They know that I'm going to respond to them when I can. And if I'm slow to respond, it's because I'm in the pool with my kids. Like it is, it is what it is. And I'm just so much more, I think, at peace about it than I was a year or two or even three years ago, you know, like, it's just a different mindset of like, we are not, you know, we're not like ambulance drivers, right? Um, right. And, and we will still take really good care of our clients, even if response is like a tiny bit delayed. That's okay. Exactly, exactly. Um, nothing, uh, nothing catastrophic is going to happen in an hour. No, no. And, and, you know, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about like why I got into this line of work in the first place. And I think it's the same for you. Uh, you know, we both really wanted to prioritize spending time with family and, and not being physically gone all of the time. And so, so what that means is like we have the freedom to work alongside of our families and and like that's a blessing right so like that's that's the whole reason for why I got into this line of work and when I think about like 
am I busy on vacation or am I not busy on vacation? Whatever the answer is, it's like, I get to do it and I get to have vacation too. And like, to me, that's just, that's amazing. I love it. It really is a blessing just to have the freedom. I mean, not just vacations, but medical appointments or anything you need to do during the day where before you'd have to either find someone if I was in, I didn't any work, I'd have, it was such an inconvenience for the family if I needed time off. And especially if I needed it off without much notice, you know? So right. it's, it's the big things and the little things, right? Like, you know, I was actually, I was in the grocery store on a Sunday. I think it was last weekend. I don't know why I was in the grocery store on like a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> and literally that never happens in my life. And I was there and it was like, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is not the way I grocery shop. I can't, like, I cannot do this, you know? And so it's like, it's the big things and the little things, right? Like we can, we can take vacation and we can grocery shop on a Tuesday morning at 10 AM. And like, you know, exactly. And not never going to take that. I'm never going to take that away from me, you know? And I will gladly respond to an anxious mom who's texting me about her five month old who just took a 35 minute nap while I'm picking up groceries because like I can, how cool is that? It's really cool. I mean, my husband sometimes will call me and say, what's taking you so long? I'm like, well, I've been in the car texting, you know, yeah. I come out of the grocery store and I, and I got a text and I'll just sit there and answer a few texts and then I drive home. It's fantastic. Honestly, yeah. you know, it's in, you know, speaking of just the little things, just going out, sometimes I'll go out during rush hour for something and I'm see the traffic. I'm like, what is going on? Is there an accident? And then I'm like, oh, it's rush hour. I don't have to go out during rush hour. <laughs> Right, right. So like all of those things are sort of like, I don't know, they're not vacations, but they're like they are. They're like vacations from real life, you know, um, getting to drive somewhere when you're not battling the the masses is that is a va- that is a mental vacation, right? And, yeah. and going to the grocery store on a Tuesday morning at 10am like that is a mental vacation. And, and we get to set ourselves up for that in life, like all day, every day. And I don't know, for that, I'm really grateful. And if that means that I have to like text while I'm doing other things, like, so be it. Exactly. It's, you know, it's the, it's the trade-off. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, I, I can't wait to report back uh, after my vacation. I'm going away in a few days. We're going to be away for five, five long days with my kids. Um, and, and then it will be back to work and it'll be business as usual. Um, and congrats on everything that you've built. And uh, it just makes me so happy to see that like your work and your personal life are colliding in a way that works for you um, because I feel the same for me. Before we wrap up, uh, share with everybody where they can find you, maybe your website, any social media handles that you wanna share. Sure. So uh, my website is tendercarenewbornservices.com. My Instagram is the same, tendercarenewbornservices, and my Facebook is the same as well. Awesome. For anybody listening that has a baby, like especially little babies, I just think of Sue as like the true baby whisperer. Lots of people say that they know a baby whisperer and like Sue is mine. So um, if anybody is listening and you're one of those parents that's struggling, or maybe you're a postpartum professional and you don't, um, you don't do sort of like sleep hygiene, like that's not your thing. Maybe, maybe you're more of just like a holding cuddle the baby. If you ever need a resource, uh, for somebody who's really fabulous at 
getting babies into a good groove and routine. Uh, Sue is your person. Sue, thank you so much for chatting and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I'm so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode.